Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Mike and Abdallah. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Thank you, Joey G. Tyler Rocky in for Bleck and Abdallah tonight. Guys, we're in for Waddle and Sylvie. Basically a double show of Bleck and Abdallah there. Four hours of Bleck and Abdallah from 2 to 6. If you miss any of that, check it out on the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You want to join us tonight? 312-332-3776. It is an all-calls welcome Friday talking everything on your mind with you here on ESPN 1000. J.D. is in South Holland. What's up, J.D.? Hey, what's going on? The Aki way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I just want to say I love your show, man. Appreciate you for having me call. Let me call in. I want to talk about Justin Fields and the Bears and the fans and the organization. I think we done got caught up in trying to get this quarterback of the dream, our dreams and we done got caught up in that quarterback illusion because the Bears never had a great quarterback. The best quarterback that I had in my lifetime I'm 54 years old was Jay Cutler. He was the best quarterback we ever had. Best in mind too. And, and now the, the problem that we have is that we're trying to keep up with the Joneses. What the, what the Bears need to do is they need to Get, they need to take the draft picks that we're going to have because we're going to have the number one draft pick for next year. Mm-hmm. They need to go ahead. We need to get the wide receiver. We need to get Marvin Harris Jr. We already have, we have Marvin Harris Jr. We have D.J. Moore on one side, Marvin on the other side. We already done locked in our tight end, Kyle Komet. We done paid him the money, so he's our tight end. Our running back game is good. The last caller was saying our running back, our running game needs to have work. I don't see it. Our running back game, our running game is good. It's improving every week. The running game is improving. They need to put all their money and all their trades into the defense. That's what they need to do. Tighten up on the offensive line a little bit. Maybe get a tackle, but everything else is going to defense. We the monsters of the midway because of our defense. We won Super Bowls because of our defense. We never been a, a, a juggernaut offensive team. Never. We never been that. Now we're trying to go away from what we used to. We're trying to go away from what we used to. If we stick to what we know, being a defensive team, we can we'll be we'll be fine. Because we don't need no superstar quarterback that's gonna be throwing the ball all over the place. You need a quarterback that can manage the game and don't turn the ball over. That's what we need. We don't need no What's the chances of us getting of somebody else getting another Mahomes? Slim and none. Uh, they, they, but there's going to be more star between. quarterbacks that enter the NFL, right? Yeah, it's going to be more star quarterbacks. Maybe, maybe that Caleb, that Caleb Williams kid. It was uh, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to have been the best thing since sliced bread. Everybody was saying that he was going to be the Heisman Trophy winner. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. They don't even talk about him no more. I, I think the Caleb Williams conversation, J.D., will start to ramp back up once we get into NFL draft season because it doesn't seem like any of the, the top guys that kind of analyze this stuff for a living have wavered nah. off of Caleb Williams as being the best guy in this draft. 
Okay, so but I haven't heard him talking about him winning the Heisman no more. Well, they no, he won't win the Heisman. Heisman. That's that's so. a fact. Correct. All right, JD. Okay. Thanks for the call. Have a good night. All right, you too. J.D. South Holland there. You want to join us? 312-332-3776. I think Charlie Bevins and I are the last two standing on Caleb Williams Island right now. The last ones remaining there. I'm still, if I if the Bears are the ones getting this number one overall pick, I'm still in on, on Caleb Williams as being the guy. And here's my other thing, too, with, with Marvin Harrison Jr. Listen, I would love to have Marvin Harrison Jr. on the Chicago Bears. And I'm not saying that Darnell Mooney is better than Marvin Harrison Jr. But Darnell Mooney isn't getting the ball. Like, we haven't seen Justin get the ball to some of these secondary guys. You want to hear the the receiving yardage for for Bears pass catchers this year? DJ Moore, 1,003 on 93 targets. He's having a fantastic season. That trade is well worth its weight in gold right now that you, you gave up. Number two... Cole Komet at 482. Then you got Darnell Mooney at 351. 351. That's your second leading wide receiver. Has 351 yards and has played every single game. It's a little concerning to me. A little concerning. Because I think you do need to spread the ball around. And especially if you bring Marvin Harrison Jr. in, you want to spread the football around. Because you've got two playmakers on your team with DJ Moore. But we haven't seen these guys get get the balls to the receivers so far this year. So 312-332-3776. We are on Shohei Otani watch, by the way, as MLB's hot stove season is in session. And it, it was a little slow during the winter meetings. We did see the big Juan Soto trade. I think another underrated trade was the Alex Verdugo trade that took place between the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, but we are waiting to hear on what's going to happen to Shohei Otani. And we've had contradicting reports today. We had John Morosi of MLB Network go out and say that Shohei Otani was on a plane en route to get to Toronto. And then we've also seen Bob Nightingale and every other baseball reporter pretty much a couple hours after that tweet went out from John Morosi go out and say he is not headed to Toronto. He is at home in Southern California. This has been a very, very interesting saga with MLB free agency and the way that everything's sort of gone so far. And I've made my stance on Shohei Otani pretty clear on a couple of fronts here. If the Cubs aren't going to be in the running for a guy whose starting price was $500 million, you knew that was the price to step your foot into the pool here. If you're out because of $500 million or 10 years or whatever the number is, then you should have never even rumored yourself to be a team. You should have never taken the meeting in the first place. However, if all of that is not true, again, this is all a report from Bob Nightingale. If all of that is not true and the Cubs are willing to play high stakes poker like this, Shohei Otani, a lot has been made of will he talk to the media? Won't he talk to the media? I don't care. I don't care. If he talks once, if he talks never, it does not matter to me. Go hit homers. 
go contribute to winning for this baseball team. I don't care what sort of attitude this, attitude that. You've heard everything from people who have played with him in the World Baseball Classic, from his own teammates. None of them say anything. You never hear a bad word about Shohei Otani, the teammate. He's, by all intents, and, and from everything you hear, is that he's a great presence in the locker room, gets along with the guys, they really like him. Sure, the media doesn't like him. Who cares? There have been a lot of guys that have been asses to the media before, and they've gone out and been really good athletes. Sure, you, it may cost you in the Hall of Fame process, right? I don't think you're going to see this play into the Hall of Fame process for Shohei Otani. He may be a handful in that regard and only speaks after he pitches. He doesn't even have to speak after he pitches to play on my baseball team. I don't care if he ever says a single word to the media. It does not matter. And if it matters to you, then get over yourself because you're taking it too seriously. It is baseball. We are not protecting the nuclear codes here. We are not sending the troops off to war. It is baseball. But we are on Shohei Otani watch right now. And I do think that the more this drags on for Shohei, listen, I'm not putting the vault in the Cubs to the top of my list here of teams that he's going to go to. I'm not. But I do think that the more and more this sort of drags on, I feel a little more optimistic by the day. And it may all be fool's gold. It may. I feel like this entire process, though, I've always been kind of gearing up for the Cubs to finish in second or third place for Shohei. I never thought this was going to be the spot. I always thought it was going to be the Dodgers. But the more and more, I, I should say, the less and less you hear about Shohei, I think is more and more of a good sign in terms of the the link to the Cubs because that's what he wants. Listen, he's a weird guy. (laughs) There's no other way to say it. Sleeping 14 hours, very particular about all of his routines and rhythms and all that. And, And that's something that I think people need to understand too. It's not just Shohei. Pitchers in general are weird human beings. Very awkward, very odd. Very quirky. I'm sure Shohei's not alone in, in a lot of these other sort of requests that he has. He's not alone. Pitchers are weird. It's just the way it is. Ask anyone that's covered baseball who the weirdest people on the roster is. They will always tell you it's a pitcher. Always. It's just the way they are. And if that... if. If that's the reason you don't want Shohei here, I think you're taking it a little bit too seriously. Listen, I don't think he's going to be a Cub. I hope he is. I doubt he ends up being a Cub. But, yeah, we're on Shohei Otani watch here as we heard all week that this was supposed to be the week, right? It was supposed to be the winter meetings week. We were going to get the end of the the Shohei sweepstakes, but we're still we're still watching. And he continues to drag out the process. And you know what? He's a free agent. He can do what he wants. You're courting his services, not the other way around. He's not begging anybody to play for their team. You should be the ones that are begging Shohei to play for you. 
312-332-3776. You want to talk anything that you've heard today, Bears, Shohei Otani, all that good stuff. But when we come back, I've got a question for the fellas here who are, I think I sandwiched the ages. I think I'm older than Jack and younger than Kevin. So I've got a question. I need both sides of the spectrum here. We'll do that when we come back. This is Black and Abdallah, Tyler Rocky sitting in for the guys right here. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. in for Black and Abdallah here tonight on ESPN 1000. This is an all-calls welcome Friday as well. You want to join us? 312-332-3776. I do have a question for the fellas in just a second, but first, Steven's in Kansas City. What's up, Steven? Hi, Tyler. Uh, first-time caller. How you doing? Appreciate it. What's going on? Let me ask you a personal question. Um, are you, by any chance, uh, you know, do you, do you have any Asian blood in you? I am half Japanese, yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I am a Asian-American of Japanese descent as well. You know, the, the name Aki, yeah, that, that's definitely, <laughs> now that you mention it. Um, first of all, I want to commend you for, you know, taking a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a hatred and disdain from Peggy yesterday regarding being called out a, uh, uh, what was that, uh, Shohei Otani. Apologist, right? I think Apologist. it was, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, listen, um, it's it's no secret because, um, you know, between what Peggy said with such disdain yesterday on the same day, Mad Dog Russo on first take referred to his stealth negotiation tactics uh, as a World War II allies discussing secretly building, uh, you know, atomic bomb. I don't know if you heard of any any of that, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. mm-hmm. so you know the racist and the idiots, unfortunately. And I'm not referring to Peggy as as such, you know, um, you know, uh, but mm-hmm. I could sense some sort of uh, anger and disdain uh, coming out of her, as if she has some sort of an issue. With Otani, or even, and, and again, with all the respect, that she has some, you know, people like her and Russo has some sort of a disdain towards, you know, Asian American community, which I don't unfortunately think has. I don't think it's what that they have a disdain towards the Asian American community. I think they hold, like, it's one one of my biggest critiques of of the media industry is that we're covering sports. All right. We're covering sports where sports are supposed to be fun. All right. And I think sometimes we take it a little too seriously at times. I think we take it a touch over the line. It's sports. It's not anything of severe consequence at the end of the day. Listen, I'm a Bears fan. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm a Blackhawks fan. If any of those teams lose, it does not dictate the way I go about my life. Sure, would I like them to win? Yeah, absolutely. What if you lose a bet? 
Well, that's on me for placing the bet. <laughs> there may be financial consequences. Depends times. how big the bet is. Then it could change your life. But here's, here's, here's what I'd say. Does Shohei Otani speaking before or after a game influence whether or not a bet wins or loses? No. I think we take it a little too seriously at times. All right? We're covering sports. We're, we're, not, in, we're not like trying to cover presidential races or we're not covering war. It's sports. Get over yourself. Like, that's how I feel about it. 312-332-3776. Bill's in Portage. What's up, Bill? Hey, how you doing today? I'm good. What you got? Okay, you know, I, I've been looking at all these quarterbacks, you know, and, and, and you got, this guy just keeps coming back in my mind. This Michael Penix Jr. from mm-hmm. Washington. Yeah. He, he, I, you know, the guy got injured a couple of years ago. Yeah, and God knows what he might have accomplished. But, but here's the thing. The guy's accurate. He's he wins. Uh, Washington wins because of him. And uh, I really believe that this guy is going to be a real nice quarterback in the NFL. And you can look at Joe Borey. He's twenty four two when he came out, and so is Michael Penix Jr. So these two guys, and you know this Penix Jr. Man, he throws the ball right on the money, and he's calm, cool, collective. I like the guy a lot. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Bill. Here, here's my thought on uh, Michael Penix as someone who loves this Washington team. I think they should be number one in the college football playoff. And I do love Michael Penix. I, I had a Heisman ticket on him, um, which is probably going to lose in about half an hour. Um, I do like Michael Penix Jr. a lot. Um, however, I do think that with Penix... He's really struggled down the... I shouldn't say really struggled down the stretch because he still had a four-touchdown game, a couple of two-touchdowns. He just wasn't the guy that he was at the beginning of the year. It very well might be due to injury. He got injured in the first Oregon game, and he really hasn't looked the same ever since. But here's what I will say about Michael Penix Jr. is that he's had the knack for the big play. He has had big-time moments over the course of his college career, especially this year, where he's just gone out and balled. Now, here's someone, you know, we, we always hear the conversation about, oh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Marvin Harrison Jr., got to get Marvin Harrison. If the Bears trade out of their second first-round pick, basically their, their own first-round pick in this upcoming NFL draft, I wouldn't mind getting Michael Penix Jr.'s teammate, Roma Dunze, receiver keep a keep an eye on that name he's been really really good this year and has been in my opinion the best player on that washington team so keep an eye out for him i would that would be a name that i would not mind if the bears traded out of fifth or sixth or third wherever they are wouldn't mind if they went out and got roma dunze to add he's supposed to be a first round receiver this year in a loaded wide receiver class all right i said i had a question for the fellas I'm working with tonight, and that is Jack McGrath, and that is Kevin Zipak. Now, my age is kind of nestled in between the two of you here, so I have to ask you both a question. Now, this kind of stems back to probably about six, seven months ago. We're having a birthday party for one of my friends, and it was at my apartment, and we decided, you know what? Instead of going out and getting a bunch of different cases of beer, 
What if we just got a keg? What if we just got a keg? Like kind of tap back into your college days and keg it up, right? And then we it went well. So we said, you know what? Let's run it back. Let's do it again. What if we become a keg friend group, in fact? The friend group that always, ha- whenever we have big get-togethers or parties, instead of going out and wasting all that fridge space and getting rid of and, and like having to deal with maybe warm beers or whatever, what if we just get a keg? Keg boys. Yeah. That's be, something cool to be known for. You could be keg bow. How about that? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see at the end of the segment. Kegging if I'm, with Kevin. If I'm that too, could, be, I'm a, too old that could that. be a segment here. <laughs> but... So the second time that we had this party, Shay Norling and his wife were in the neighborhood. And I said, oh, come on by. Like, we, we're just drinking, hanging out, having a good time. They came in, and Shay's wife was appalled that we had a keg at our apartment. Appalled. Could not believe it that we, as 25 and 26-year-olds, were still utilizing a keg. Now, we're having a little Christmas party this weekend, and we're thinking about getting a keg. Instead, we've opted to just get the cases of beer. But I have to ask you guys, at what age are you too old to throw a keg party? 25 to 26. I feel like you're still in the range where it's acceptable. I I would agree with that. And, And Shay's only a few years older than me. I don't think he was too bothered by it, but I think... That he was just kind of like, what are you doing? He wasn't bothered by it. I could tell his wife was bothered by it. You say bringing thought the back, it was, thought it was immature of you, us. You say bringing it back to the college days with the transfer portal and eligibility. You got twenty five and twenty six year olds. That's true. In college everywhere. That's true. I mean, I, I think it's fine. But Kevin, am I too old to be having a keg party? At you as the wily vet today. Well, the elder statesman on the show. Am I because Abdallah is not here? Because Abdallah is not here. That that crusty old Abdallah. Um, am I too old to be having a keg party? Absolutely not. I, I think it's totally uh, valid of you to do that. And I think that the benefits of it, one, you get that nostalgic feeling, you know, mm-hmm. being back in school, like you were saying. And two, y- you kind of touched on this as well, reducing waste. You don't have all those aluminum cans and the bottles yes. to deal with. It's environmentally sound. I don't think you're ever too old to have a keg. At, at a party, I was going to say Might be pushing our, it now. No, I was going to say late twenties, early thirties. Maybe don't do it, but I think it's a great idea at any age. It's, Why the hell not? It sounds like you're doing it for reasons, basically to save space and the, and the environment, Jack. Yeah, you're we're, not doing. Keg, are you doing keg stands out of this keg? I don't think anyone did a keg stand. I, I'm trying to think back. I don't remember anyone doing a keg stand. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. But. Then I think you're okay. But instead of like, oh, search the fridge. Oh, we didn't refill. We didn't restock the fridge. Now we've got warm beer sitting here. Like, what? Just get a keg. I feel like it's a pretty easy solution here. What? What's? What's on the? I don't get what the hate is for kegs. There's no downside to it. It, it, it it's fun. It's nostalgic. It's good for the environment. You're putting a cap on it. Am I? You just said like late twenties, early thirties, no, maybe was, phase that, out of it. That was my initial thought, oh, but okay. now as we're talking through it, I'm I'm uh, going through the benefits, and I think that it, you never age out of it. I think it's a great idea. It's it's efficient. It's great. Kegs forever. Kegbo. 
Kegbo. So are you, are you crowning the nickname? Are you going to be Kegbo now? No, maybe change if your, maybe change if I your sh- Twitter handle. Maybe if I, I show up you at your keg- place and there's a keg. I bet you Kegbo exists. Can you get Kegbo on Twitter? Let me check it out. I think that like I think that the keg is the way to go. I think it's way better than going out and trying to to track down beers. But okay, you the people out there, I'm enlisting you. I need to know. Am I too old? I am 26 years old. Am I too old to be having a keg party? One. And two, is there an age limit to when you can no longer be having a keg party anymore? Three, Ke- one, two, keg three, bow three, is three. taken, by keg the bow way. Keg is taken? It is maybe. a uh, protected account with zero followers, and I don't know if they have any tweets because it's, it's locked. Maybe you can buy them out, though. You never know. I don't want that. But am I too old? And if not, what is the age where you are cut off from having a keg party? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah tonight. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN one thousand. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. tonight and i need some help because shay's wife has pretty much bullied me out of using kegs at parties now says i'm too old for it and to grow up but i need to know like is 26 too old to be having a keg party 26 too old for a keg party people outside are saying yes the hell's wrong with a keg party but I need to know, 312-332-3776. The thing that hurts, too, is that guy looked like he had his life put together as well when he was walking by. He looked like he had everything figured out in life. And he and his significant other that were walking by both gave me the thumbs down. No more keg parties. No more keg parties at 26. Was it Shay hell? and his wife? It was not Shay and his wife. I said put together. Okay. 312-332-3776. Uh, John's in Wicker Park. What's up, John? I put together by. Hello, John. John going once. You got me? I got you. What's up, John? Hey, just wanted to make a comment, uh, two points about keg parties. Mm-hmm. One being that I feel like back in the day, I'm 30, grown up, parents, friends of parents had keg parties in the backyard, whether it be 4th of July, grad parties, etc. Yeah, there you and go. And then uh, the second comment would be as long as you're not doing a shit beer, Whoa, 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 we can't say that. Sorry, John, you got to go. You you can't say those words on the radio. 312-332-3776. Justin Lockport, what's up, Justin? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm 35 years old. uh, I'm a keg guy. Had a kegerator. Loved it. Um, Is he guy? You there? Oh, I'm here. Can you okay. hear me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. All right. Yeah, no. Um, keg guy had a kegerator. The hardest thing about a kegerator is getting the CO2 tanks filled. Can't find those anymore. Mm. Um, as I as you age, you know, everybody gets their own kind of drink, and and everybody kind of shifts out of the the light beer. You know, um, everyone brings their seltzers or their wines or whatever. So just kind of as you age, people just drink it less. And uh, after your parties, you just have a half a keg sitting there for a while. Yeah, that's uh, it's a good point there, Justin. Appreciate the phone call there. That's something that Kegbo brought up to me during the break. 
Kevin Zipak, he said, well, then you just rolled it into the next day. Well, the problem is, is that I feel like it's much more convenient to have just the loose beers, the single beers that you can refrigerate a little bit later and then have it again another time. I feel like that's... Keep the keg and ice, man. Uh, But then it's still taking up space. Like, listen, I'm not saying this is some beauty project here. Like, it is kind of an eyesore to have just sitting around. But in the... In the moment of having a party, nothing's wrong with that. No one cares. Just get after it. There's nothing wrong with any of it. Shay's wife. <laughs> who, I, who I've never met. I'm sure she's lovely. Mm-hmm. She is. She's fantastic. However. But, but this is an L take. This I agree. This is an L take. Sorry, Shay's wife. I'm going to see her tonight. I'm going I'm to give her a piece of my mind. Tell her I got bullied out of having a keg party by her. Joe's in Beverly. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's going on? What's happening? Hey, so here's the thing. I'm 26 as well. I just bought my brother a kegerator for Christmas, and it's a really good investment because they actually do the math for you online. You are saving so much more money buying by volume per keg than you are cases over time. I know that light beer is pretty cheap and everything, but it makes more sense financially. Sure, it's an eyesore, but if it's during the Christmas time, you can throw some lights up on that thing, you know, make it festive. There you go. Um, My question, though, would be, you said that you're at your apartment with this keg, right? Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Okay, so who is um, keeping that keg? Because if I paid an even share, I'd like to have that at my home. So well, no, we do the thing like that? you put the the down payment down, and then you get uh, you get it back when you return it. Okay, all right, fine. That makes no. All right, that makes total sense then. Um, yeah, but man, I'm 26, and I could see myself doing this. It's so much more convenient. Keep it in the basement. You can buy a fridge for it. I mean, it, yeah. it makes more sense. I don't know what she's complaining about. Thanks. I, I'm with you. Thank you. All right. I'm feeling a little more validated here. The common in Twitch was stored outside as well when you it gets cold out. Outside. You can just put I it think outside we did do balcony. that. We did do that one time. We left it outside. I think it was like St. Patrick's Day. We left it outside um, for a little bit, and that worked well. The only problem is then when you sometimes – there's a lack of urgency to to put it away to to return it. That's when you find yourself in a little bit of trouble there. But all right, sweet. I, I'm gl- if anyone else, it seems like everyone's in favor of the keg except for the people that walked by. But if you if you are against me having keg parties at age twenty six three one two three three two three seven seven six, am I too old? I don't think I am. Neither do you two, and neither does anyone else that's called the show today. So glad, glad we figured that out. Uh, we, we may need, I'll, I'll report back on what Shay had to say later tonight because I texted him. You texted, he yeah. texted me. And in fact, he's so livid at me that now he's, he's threatening to not show up. He just, uh, I said, why won't your wife let Tyler have keg? And he responded, he needs to grow up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I need to grow up. All right. All right, Shay. Looking forward to it tonight. All right. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Josh is in Batavia. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's going on? I'm 26. My name is Josh. Uh, I used to be All a right. bartender, mm-hmm. and uh, it is definitely worth it to go kegerator. Uh, right. I... You save so much more money. Everybody that came in, I had regulars that were over in their 50s. Everybody always wanted the uh, from the tap, so definitely go from the tap. All right. Good to know. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. A lot of 26-year-olds calling in. And everyone's in, in the everyone's in my ballpark area here. Oh, boy. Do I do this? I'm hitting the button. What do you want? Listen, pal. It's time to grow up. Enough with the keggers. 
What's wrong with it? Tell me what's You seem like someone who would be in on the kegger, Mr. Shea. I can't. Listen, when I came to your house for a party and I saw a big plastic bucket and a keg, I felt like I was walking into a frat. I thought we'd evolve beyond this. What do you mean evolve beyond this? You got to like, get some good beer. You got to stock the fridge. It doesn't even have to be good beer. It could be Bud Light. I don't care. But the keg is crazy. What's wrong with the keg? It feel it's economical, less mess. What Everything's do you mean way economical? Better. It's work. You got to have somebody over there to tap it. You got it. Or just don't work. be an amateur and tap it yourself. What do I look like? I know how to tap a keg. I just don't want to. I want the easy access. Open the fridge, get a but can. But then you're hogging up fridge myself. space. You're, Who like, cares? What, you got what, a kind of a, what, do you you're think I have some mega fridge? You, like, fridge. You, you, know how, you know how people have like those uh, full wall fish tanks? What do you think? That's my fridge? Yeah, dude, you're making good money now. You can get a nice <laughs> little fridge. We're all set. I say, listen, all right, when I walk into your home tonight, is there going to be a keg? There will not be a keg tonight. Your wife bullied me. That's the reason? Your wife wife is is literally the reason why we're not having a keg. You're out of your mind. That's not true. It is true. It is true. No, that's not true. I've been bullied. You You are commissioning a vile attack on my wife. I think it's unfair. All right. I'll see you later tonight, buddy. If you're so <laughs> soft, you're getting bullied out of a keg by my wife. Let's think about that. <laughs> I'm just Who's doing really the bad look. Here? Listen, she she is. Well, OK, well, here, here's the other part, too. It's bled into. I believe she told my girlfriend and then she's had stern words for me of like, you can't do kegs anymore. You have to grow up. So thanks a lot. Now we now, see who wears the pants. Now who's oh, the bad guy? No. Huh? Oh, now hey, who's listen. the bad guy? I didn't say anything. You you just tolerated it. So exactly. Unbelievable. Like Taylor Swift song. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you see in a ya. bit, bud. <laughs> in Richmond. What's up, Peter? Hello. Hello, Peter. Hello, hello. I I love the keg discussion. It's making me super happy this holiday season. Thank you. What do you got? So, so a keg is straight off the tank where cans and bottles end up getting packaged and are exposed to more impurities. The keg is the best way to drink a beer. The value is there. You've been talking about that. And uh, honestly, if you just take the keg back and then get another one, you pay the one deposit wherever you're going, right. and then you just keep recycling it throughout the year. It's it's the best way to drink beer is off of a keg. Draft is, is king. I agree. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate it. And this is coming from a man with two breweries. How about that? Yes. Yes. Uh, can, I, can I say who I'm with? Or Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so Haymarket Brewery, downtown uh, West Loop, Chicago, and then uh, Haymarket, Southwest Michigan, and, and we do sell kegs, but I'm not trying to plug that. But I I, uh, I love that everyone's like, oh, the keg and this and the bottom of the keg. I'm like, well, the bottom of the keg is technically the first thing that you drink out of because the keg stem goes it's to true. the bottom of the keg. Yeah. 
and it is the freshest way to drink beer as a keg. There's no glass involved, so you don't get sunlight. Uh, you're not seaming bottle or cans, and you're not capping bottles, so you're not introducing oxygen. So draft beer is, is the way to go. So the science says drink out of a keg. Yes, especially if you just don't have you don't have to go to the store as often. Uh, it's right there. It's 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 much fresher. Um, you do have to maintain your kegerator though, so you have to know how to clean the the beer lines and and keep the tap clean and everything at your house. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Peter. Thank you. Have a great night. You as well. That guy knows ball. That's a that's a no ball call right there, and he just said I'm right. That feels good. That feels good. Al's in Lincoln Park. What's up, Al? Hey, Tyler. This is Al. I used to work at Benny's. And the thing with owning a kegerator, it's sophisticated. It's not you're not gonna you're not gonna look like a frat guy if you've got like a quarter barrel of three Floyds or something crafty. And for Shay, the admiral of the No Fun Police, <laughs> to to say that you are too old to own a keg, that's nonsense. You do what you feel is right for you and what you want to drink. It's, it's, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's personal. And when people come over when you host, it's like, hey, I've got some good beer. You want to try some? Everybody's going to be like, yeah, all for it. Love it. Appreciate it, Al. Thank you. That's a Binnie's, a former Binnie's employee and a brewery guy that's on my side there. That feels good. That feels, that feels really good. I I'm think we know. Right I think we know who's on the right side of history yeah. here. Yeah, I the I will be writing the record books here. I will be the one. Um, three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to join us here, Tyler Aki in for Black and Abdallah here on ESPN one thousand. You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Listening to Black, 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 and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Thank you to Jack McGrath and also to Kegbo, Kevin Zipak, for producing tonight's show. It's been an all-calls welcome Friday. Had a lot of fun talking to you all. 312-332-3776. If you want to squeeze one last thought in here before we're out of here at 8 o'clock. I do want to quickly go around what's happening in the NFL this weekend because I think it's a pretty good weekend of football. As long as you like the football after 3 o'clock local time because I don't think there's really anything that catches your eye in the early window. Really, if anything... The Bears and Lions is probably one of the better games that we'll see in the early window just because of the fact that we did see this game be played closely against the Lions earlier this year. And now you bring him into your house. Jared Goff struggles a little bit when he goes outside. I think it'll be an interesting game. It's I think it'll be a close game once again. I've seen the line at three and a half. It's hovered around a three, three and a half. I do think the Bears will be in this game, but I do think we will also see Jared Goff lead another game-winning drive. I don't think we'll see the disparity be as big as we saw it the first time around when 
the Bears were out to that big league. I don't see the Bears getting that big lead again on the Lions. However, I do think this will be a close game. I think the Lions win this one 31-27. All right, getting into what's going on in the later part of the slates from pretty much 3 o'clock and on. It's a great Sunday. It's fantastic. You've got the Seahawks at 49ers. I think that game's going to be a little bit closer. It was a 13-point spread there. But the Seahawks have already played the Niners. They obviously play in the same division as them. There's familiarity there. The 49ers coming off of an ass-whooping against the Eagles where they just dominated pretty much after the first quarter in that game. I think that was their big game. This feels like a little bit of a letdown spot. It could be a pretty close game in this one. And then you get into a couple of good 325 games. The Bills and the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs coming off of the loss against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. But the Bills have been such a weird team early. from earlier in the show. You may have remembered that we had to call about Ken Dorsey as a potential offensive coordinator for the Bears. I don't think this Bills team is anything that really scares me. Even though they do have all the weapons, they have looked all right as of late. They did lose that game against the Eagles that it felt like they had, but really just could not put away there. They've just had some peculiar losses this year. Let me read out some of these losses. They've lost to the Jets. They've lost to the Patriots. They've lost to the Bengals. And they've lost to the Broncos and Eagles. Also have a Jaguars loss in there in London as well. Just some weird games that they've played in. Now, they do have some impressive blowouts, which is probably why their point differential is where it is right now. But I I can't figure out this Bills team. And if I can't figure you out by the time we've hit week 14, you're probably not making much noise. Also, the Bills this year, 1-4 and four on the road. We know how tough Arrowhead is to play at. Josh Allen's done better in these regular season matchups, but he just has not won the big one against Mahomes in the playoffs. Then you got the Broncos and the Chargers also in that 325 window. Listen, if Justin Herbert's playing football, you're getting me to the television. Simple as that. That's how I am. Simple person. If Justin Herbert's there, I'm there. And Russell Wilson and the Broncos have sneaky had a, I guess it's not as sneaky anymore but have had a fantastic year. They just had a uh, five-game winning streak snapped and a thriller against the Texans on the road. Now they go on the road for the Chargers, and I say on the road in air quotes because of the fact that, well, we know that the Chargers don't play home games. But Russell Wilson, I think the resurgence there, this is part of why, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm so adamant I want Jim Harbaugh as my head coach. Because it shows you the way that good coaching can change quarterbacks. And I'm more open to the thought of Justin Fields returning if Jim Harbaugh is the head coach. Because of what I've seen in Denver with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and having his career revived there. And then lastly, the big one, Eagles-Cowboys Sunday Night Football. This Eagles team took a punch in the mouth last week against the Niners. But I have not seen the Cowboys beat anyone good this year. That's why I'm rolling with the Eagles in this one on the road in Jerry World. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Bleck and Abdallah. I'll be back tomorrow morning talking college football with Shane Norling from 9 to 11 right here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Bleck and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.